0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast. We are so happy that you tune in every single week to Get Loved Up. We are inspiring in the areas of spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And each week, we bring you a special guest, someone in the community who is getting loved up and who is shining their light in these areas. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Abena Bwama. She is the founder and the CEO of Hanahana Beauty, an ethically conscious, Black-owned, clean beauty and wellness brand, aiming to disrupt the global beauty industry by promoting increased transparency of ingredient sourcing, accessibility of products, and responsible environmental practices. Hanahana Beauty empowers Black women globally by creating sustainable access to income and healthcare for shea butter products in Ghana.
1: Avana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is so... When you were reading that, I was like, oh my goodness, wow. We really be doing this.
0: this so you doing this. You're doing this. <laughs> like, oh, yo, let me tell you how I
1: first met
0: this queen. We were in... Where were we? At? Was it Chicago?
1: It was in Chicago. Yeah. Was that the first time we met was in Chicago for so- the Soho event?
0: Yes. We were at the Soho house in Chicago. And this queen walks in and I'm like... Who is this woman? Her smile lights up an entire room, her energy, her vibe, like everything about you just said, I just want to give her a big hug and hold on (laughs) for way too long. Right. So uh, that was my first uh, moment, just kind of getting to know you. And since then, you have really made an impact. I remember trying um, your Shea Butter products for the first time and just being, wow, like, wow, Wow, this smells so good, this feels so good, but I really want to get into you, um, what really inspired you in the beginning um, to become an entrepreneur?
1: Um, so, it was more so, I feel like, accidental. Um, so, I started making Shea when I was a teacher. So, I was teaching algebra and actually finishing, well, started my um master's in um, counseling psychology. So I was just more so just interested, I think, in just making products for myself. Um, It was like a challenge for my students because I would always kind of challenge them to like, you need to like change what you're putting in your mouth. Like you stop eating hot Cheetos. Just like really going in on my students. Like I had a really transparent relationship with my students about like, you know, try and take care of ourselves. Like all of us are on a journey. And so I was on my own journey too, in the same sense of just being more intentional about what I was putting on my body. I think I just, there's this moment in the time, it's like 2015, 14, around that time when every, like, I just feel like there was a lot of unlearning happening. There was a lot of things coming to notice of what was going on in the world. And for me, there became this connection of like, understanding a level of white supremacy to a point of knowing that it also had to do with skincare and that I wanted to have control over how I made and what was going on in my body. So, and it was like self-care. I was like going into, you know, Lauren, who actually is, who introduced the book of us. I started doing Black Girl and Om. I just started tapping in more into like the things that made me feel good. And one of the things that made me feel good was creating products. So it was never like, Oh, I want to have a business. It was honestly more so just like, okay, I love this process of making. I love how I feel after. And then it was like, wait, what is this process behind even my making how to the product is produced and the ingredients and the fact that, you know, shea butter, I'm Ganyan. I just started doing more research and I was just very curious. Um, and just understanding the process and like why, you know, shea butter was one, like making so much money, but yet the people that were behind it, weren't really making as much money and why it was being used in like all these products. Like I didn't even know, like being Ghanaian, like, you know, what shade butter it is, but you don't know that it's like used. I didn't realize it was like using like seventy five percent of makeup products. Like I just, those are things that I didn't realize, and and then I just started like understanding more of this like clean beauty movement. I was like, what? This is just like traditional beauty. Like I don't, this is crazy. But that was kind of the inspiration. Wow. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. You are literally get loved up template. Like what we say get loved up is if you're trying to find your purpose, do what brings you joy. And that's basically, you're like, I love products. And that that's just so beautiful because when you follow your soul's calling, you know, your work is going to be bring you joy every day. It might be hard, but you know, like your why is solid. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. And I know it hasn't been easy. So what has been kind of like your go-to when it comes to do you have like rituals or spiritual practices that you do daily to kind of keep you
1: grounded? Um, okay, well, I think just like, I mean, I go to therapy. I think <laughs> I talk to my team all, all the time about there. Like all of us, we'd be like, Do you go to therapy? You go to therapy? Do you need to get a therapist? I mean, for real, for me, I think honestly, since starting. Hana Hana I think something that has been consistent and that has been helpful when it has been consistent is therapy for sure like and that's like on a weekly or bi-weekly basis for me um outside of that is like having morning routines like intentionally creating time for myself during the day I've really had to learn how to have a weekend like the beginning it's just crazy to think like last year during this time I was working like literally seven days a week I didn't even think it didn't like I would work on Sundays I would work on set there's no reason not to work um at all like for me like (laughs) here we could do a meeting there like I was I was tapped out I was you know very much I feel like I felt I was probably taking meetings on Sundays, weekends, probably till like September this year, to be honest. And that's something that I've just always have done for the past three years of like starting Hana Hana because it was first I was working full time to finishing grad school to just doing this. And it just felt like, you know, it was necessary to put all that energy in, but I've had to learn to like, be able to prioritize my business. I have to prioritize myself. And that means like, routinely daily things that allow me to like feel grounded and feel settled like I am such a person about just like taking time to like be silent by yourself (laughs) and like walks I love taking walks oh my goodness like I that's it's kind of like my go-to thing is just like go take a walk go ride a bike like any ways of like releasing energy I feel like um Because as much as I'm releasing energy in work and through people, sometimes because I'm always at work and always into things, I'm like, okay, I need to release. I need to just like, relax. (laughs) So I, I try to do that. And I try to surround myself with people that like, you know, care about me and my well-being. I think that is just so important. And I've realized how important it is to like have your friends, companionship, all those things around you to like help make you like, you know, grounded and just talk to people outside of your team and your business as much as you do talk to them too.
0: (laughs) That is so beautiful. I love that you go for a walk on a regular basis. Oh, yes, yeah. Getting out in nature is clutch. Like it's like, it's almost like nature is like one of our greatest teachers. And the more you spend time, somehow things naturally start to make more sense.
1: It does, and I feel like it just gives. I I'm like I'm a Pisces, and <laughs> um, and also I'm a Scorpio and Virgo. You know, all all <laughs> the things together. But I say that because I think I feel like I spend so much time processing and thinking, or just having a lot of thoughts in my head, and I'm pretty like in like. Um, empathetic person like I just feel a lot I can feel people's energy a lot I, and so sometimes I just it's I it's a lot for me and I have to take those times like even if it's when it's cold like I just need to get like a rush of air or like a hit to bring me back down which is I don't know like I it's one of those things that I've realized and I even just talked about it. like sometimes I feel like I need like this level of like another wince or another energy push um outside of like work because i I I don't know as much as I love to feel the calm and like the level of calmness I also like to feel other things outside of all that I'm thinking about like with work and this and that you know so yeah. it's always nice to just be outside and people wash and like just be hit with nature, just be in the city and just like see other things outside of what you're used to.
0: Absolutely. And studies are starting to prove like the the scientific benefit of spending time in nature and like the detriment of like being under high stress all the time, even though you're doing what you love, you, you got deadlines and you got meetings and that produces stress and cortisol in the body. And then When you balance it with going outside, it gives you a sense of calm. So that's triggering your parasympathetic nervous system. You start to relax. You start to feel better. So I love that you that you do that and that you're calling that out. That that's what your body needs. And you know that not necessarily knowing the science behind it, but really tuning into how you feel. And I feel like that's what especially young entrepreneurs need is to learn how to listen to how you feel and give yourself a break
1: yeah and it's like it's something it's so interesting like just listening to how you feel like because like I said before it was like I was working like now I mean I work a lot I still work a lot like work like but the concept of weekends I dismissed it for a while especially during quarantine um and being like I'm an entrepreneur and like this business has to be sustained and I wasn't thinking about exactly like myself and like being sustainable like for me like how do I sustain myself as I'm sustaining this business and that was not sustainable and so like it's just being very intentional and like thinking about like how does your body feel insert it like after you do something like I we talk about working out all the time and like how does just like movement and all those types of things and it's like my body feels just so much better. I go into work, like for a rush after yoga, after a walk, after like a quick hit class, whatever it is that I need to do, like this release of energy. And then like your serotonin is built up and all those like good things, you know? And so it's like, we know this stuff and sometimes we just don't take the time to do it. And for me, I have to like remind myself, but also, remind myself that I'm worthy of like this time and these moments and taking care of intentionality around myself as much as like my brand is worthy of time and taking time and, and energy too, you know, um, Absolutely. so
0: yeah. And you have <laughs> a very a very tight team that's very close here. I know you're, you're growing at the moment, but can you talk a little bit about what it meant to really know like when you needed help, knowing that you couldn't do it outside of yourself and what that looked like for you?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, so I've always, when I first started Hanahana for the first year, I think I did basically fully everything kind of by myself, but not, no, 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 not even the first year. I've always had people that have just like supported Hanahana in a way of like team or just like being able to support in any way that they can from like working with Dion to like photography. to even just like, you know, with Lauren, like just like in ways of like helping connect or whatever in that type of way. So when it came time for a team, I wanted to be very intentional about like, I know I receive a lot of help from people, but it's not just about help. It's about some people that are one to be one inspired by the brand itself. But, also want to be impactful within the brand or grow within the brand and allow the brand to help them grow for whatever their inspiration and their aspirations are too. Um, and I feel like I've had really great interns, but you know, there's always just like, there's, you have to learn when it's an intern from like someone saying like you're on the team, it's like, it's very different. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know, so when we started growing, especially during quarantine and a an, I feel like at a different exponential level, Um, I remember like my parents came to visit for the first time, like I hadn't seen them like all, I don't even know, I think it was like May last year when they, I finally got to see my parents and they came and helped me. And it was like when things were booming, I, we had just like the Beyonce announcement and two. And so I had just been so stuck with doing all this by myself and like getting used to it and like planning around the fact of, I just kind of have to do this by myself and maybe I'll get an assistant um, that like, until my parents came and my brother came, and I had different people doing different things. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I need a team. I need like I need a team right now. Like you know, we are very operations focused." And my best friend Courtney, which today was her last day, um, she would come every Monday and just like help me. And was like, "Yo, like I am, I can be helpful in operations. I teach, like you know." And so she became our operations lead, and basically like Courtney and I built out our team, like together of like interviewing people and like building out our fulfillment operations team, building out our shipping team. Um, and, you know, from there, like I work with two amazing consultants to that for me growing this business, it meant important of like access and like knowledge especially in the beauty industry to be successful like I came again from a teaching an educational like academic background um but not experience in teaching I'm very like strategy wise outside not sorry not experienced in the beauty space um so I had experience like an ideas and like you know vision but being able to have people that have experience within the beauty space that can teach me as we're growing our brand. So we currently work with create for her and it's been amazing because their focus is e-commerce and product development. And we've been, I've been able to like, you know, grow in that space of understanding and like just really getting the beauty industry and having access to it in a whole different way of knowledge. Um, But I think it's, it's like with team is intentionality. And I always tell people like it takes time to build, team. We're still building team. And, you know, we, um, before, like we were working with Amaka, who was our social strategist. I, she was amazing. And now we're at a place where we're going into a new, I think that it takes time as a founder, learning how to let people know when it's time to go, but, um, being okay with transitions, like, you know, and I'm learning that. I am like, I always say that, like, I never break up with people. I never get to fire <laughs> people because, like, I feel like it, it always comes like in aligned mode. Like, even when it's like, okay, like the first time I ever was going to fire someone, that day they literally put in their like weeks and was like, I'll finish. And I was like, wow, <laughs> <it> <what>? Like I was like, they didn't even know, but you know what? I was like, wow, God just be having me in a way. I don't know when it's going to come, when I'm going to have to do that, but you know, it just like literally every single time it like comes in alignment. But, you know, as a founder, I'm trying to learn when it's like, you have to say no. Sometimes you don't have to let it get to a point, right? Like you need to cut it at times and be direct in that way. And so you know building a team has really taught a lot, me like a lot of skills with direct communication and just like saying what is necessary the expectations letting people know when maybe they're not meeting the expectations being able to give feedback receive feedback you know so it's a process but i i mean i really love my team i feel like we all are very intentional in every areas of like our own personal growth which I think is just so important to be able to be intentional in this space because if there's one thing if there's anything known as like during quarantine pandemic it's like everyone is going through things you know and so like for me anytime someone shows up and is here I'm like wow you did whatever for yourself to be able to show up in this So. I'm gonna make sure that we can create a safe place here where you can grow and do the work that you want to do and receive what you want to receive within this place and when you're coming into a space where you feel like you can't receive that then I think that's time when to start rethinking you know the relationship with your work or whatever and I learned that when I was a teacher and so for me like I really, try to be so intentional about like creating space for my team to feel like they're inspired um, and feel like they're heard because I know how it feels to go into a job that you really care about and the people, blah, 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 but the outcome or like you don't feel supported in the space. So I always try to like, how can we do that to make sure we can support everyone that's, you know, putting in their work.
0: I love that. That is, that is so important for people to feel loved, to feel supported, to feel like they're part of the team. And I love that you mentioned two women that I love and we're all about community and support. And so I want to make sure people know them. Lauren, Ash of Black Girl and Om, who introduced us. So if y'all have not heard the podcast or checked her out, definitely Black Girl and Om is an amazing podcast that you all have to listen to. And I'm so happy she introduced us because I've been loving you ever since. And then also Dionne Ivory, who I don't know if you knew this, but she did the, the illustrations for my book, Let Your Fears oh, Make yeah. You Fear. Yes,
1: yes. she
0: did those illustrations and she has a beautiful community as well. The Body, A Home for Love, which is a community nurturing um, sexual assault survivors. And so both of those women, huge angels in your life and my life, too. And I think the reason I wanted to call it out and just show them some love is because, you know, I think it's. So so important at this time for us to support each other and lift each other up because we can't do it alone and we don't have to. And I think the more that we nurture each other, the more that we collectively rise.
1: Yes. No, it's so true. And it's like, there's just so many people like them include like Dion, Lauren, like it's, there's just so many names of women that have like know lend their time or support or just like ears to like ideas and just like conversations like i just remember when i first started my friend kenya like we would just sit on the phone for hours like thinking of things and just like i was like she was just let me just like like i remember when like i thought of like smooth and confident and like us yelling on the phone like (laughs) <laughs> you know like there's these moments and so it's like so exciting to see like you know four years later where we're at um like I just always I'm like wow like we recently won this uh, um, award for our exfoliating bar and I was like that bar was made in my kitchen like Mm -hmm. that's just so crazy and now it's like we get to work with like a chemist that is like you know we're working together to develop new product and just different things like that it's just I'm I'm so happy for the growth but this growth wouldn't have happened without the support and love of my friends and family like at all and my team so
0: yeah. absolutely. And tell us a little bit about that journey, that journey, you know, because I think I met you about three years ago, but it's been four years you've been having a Hana Hana beauty. So can you tell me some of the milestones that which has really helped you grow as an entrepreneur? Because we have a lot of um, wellness entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast um, every single week. And a lot of people are like, I just how how do I do it? How is this even possible?
2: Yeah, It's your time to step into your full power and potential. Are you tired of playing small and ready to make a big difference in the world? If your answer is yes, then the Wellness Entrepreneur Mastermind is for you. This mastermind will give you all the tools you need to turn your passion into purpose and live from a space of abundance as you let go of your limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. We coach you to thrive one week at a time, one goal at a time. We teach you what's working right now and what's not so you can position yourself as a community leader and create real change in the world. If you're ready to level up and stand in your power, then go to koyaweb.com forward slash mastermind to join our next group of wellness entrepreneurs. Space is limited and your time is now. So don't delay, make a difference today.
1: I think, you know, the first three years of Hana Hana, was really, for me, like, building foundation within our mission. So how our backbone of, like, our Hanahana circle of care, being able to be really intentional. Because for the first three years, I was living back and forth between Ghana and the States and really working with our producers. Sorry, there's, like, a dog inside. Um, (laughs) We like animals. (laughs) Working, you know, in Ghana, understanding landscape, understanding how we could be in relationship and with the producers that we sourced from and what it really meant, like what, you know, how did we, how did I, what do we wanna run this company? Like, what did it mean to be sustainable? What did it mean for transparency access? Like. You know, the first three years was really about organic growth. And I, to be honest, wasn't too focused on like the industry of it. I think what was great was I was really focused on foundation and community. And I looked at our community, not only as the people that were purchasing, but our producers. So it allowed us to build this foundation in which when it came to 2020 and all the things that happened the foundation we had built was about sustainability it was ethical it was you know being a when i say foundation like how we even produce product and who how we connect and work with people and you know in the beginning we were doing these events i was doing these events and i was working with editors like i think of maya allen who is now at InStyle, the head beauty director or even Miss Julie Julie, who was at Essence and like, just there were so many different women that we were connecting with and building community with that it it didn't have to do this like PR route and things like that. It was like, things were very organic. And so I feel like when it came into going into year four, being in the pandemic, I wanted to be able to have focus on actual scale and growth. Cause it was like, okay, I've built this foundation. I understand that we want to be able to do this and this. You know, I understand that this is how we want to work with producers. We want to build this healthcare system. Like, you know, continue, we built this without money. Now it's like, okay, now that we've been able to do this really much boot scrap and like not, I wouldn't even say scrappy, like, behind the scenes, scrappy, but in front of everyone. I don't even think people like realize how small it was, you know, like it was literally just like me and an intern or me and two interns or me and my cousin, like different things like that. And so it came time for scaling, like what does it look like to intentionally scale? Mm -hmm. How does it look like to put, you know, to strategize around all, all your launches, strategized not only just for social, but physical, for website, for, you know, PR, like, you know, hitting all the nuts And now we're at this place where, you know, that team is evolving for that reason. Um, and I think it just took time. It took time, but I think some of the milestones, you know, definitely was moments in Ghana of like the first seven months that I stayed in Ghana being really to understand the process of Shea. And I think that and how everything is gathered and being there and seeing and, you know, was really what molded how we're moving now. And I definitely think some of the milestones definitely was team, like being able to have team that can actually execute the ideas and like continue to like you know bring these ideas to fruition um and you know definitely just like we're in the space of fundraising right now where that's a whole nother scaling (laughs) development right and being able to take time for that and meeting and i think throughout all of this though is that i've been really intentional about though i'm bootstrapping how do i have access to finance and access to understanding. And that was like through grants. So like I did the Glossier grant, which was 50K. And that's, you know, that makes a big difference. But we've been, because I came more so in this social impact space, I've always felt like there's money out there. You need to take it up.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> and that's just how I'm like, ever since college, I think I just, I'm like, yo, these people have all this money. Take it. What's the point? Like, if we're in the society where the way to be sustainable has to do with money or this paper, right? And it's there. And I'm gonna use it for something that is continuously sustainable outside of the paper itself, then I should I should have access to it. And I think everyone should. And so I really moved with Hana Hana applying for all the grants. Like I I only took, I took, I ended up taking money from my dad right before, qu- during quarantine as a loan. And I like, it was my last, it was like, okay, sure. I don't know, I guess I'll do it. And like, I was like, yes, like, of course you can do it loan back and pay back. But for that, everything was just myself and and getting these grants. And I think it's like, it comes a point where you realize, okay, to build a sustainable business you have to strategize, you have to have finance you have to like be able to have the support of people outside of just your own circle, but within the different spaces. So I feel like that was really long-winded. But
0: that's um, okay. no, that's totally fine. And I think it's so real. And I I feel you. You're definitely my sister and do what you love and fund it yourself as long as you can. And I think that is a way to do things and applying for grants, I think people need to hear that like You deserve the best life has to offer something that I always say. And if you're not afraid to accept money from others, knowing that we are all one. And so in that circle of abundance, in that energy of abundance, you're giving and receiving you giving your time, your talents, your expertise. And this money is for people just like you to make an impact in the world. So I love that you're championing it, you know, and telling people like, hey, go out there and get grants. This is how I did it, because I think that that's really powerful. And also how I started was just Taking my own money and investing it into my company. I still haven't taken any um investor investment capital. I might, you know, in the future, it might be a smart thing to do, but uh but I have taken grants and I think that's important since I think my first grant was in um going to college. I mean, I did a speech contest and got a grant for that. So I think it's really important for people to hear, like there's so much money out there when it comes to to grants and funding. I think that people need to know like hey just type in google and see what's out there reach out to people in your community see what's out there
1: yeah i mean and it's like you know i think uh of there's just been so many moments during Hannah Hannah where I was like, oh my God, girl, you are so broke. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> like, this is like, what? Like, I like I just think about, I remember it was like in 2019, we did this whole London pop-up. It turned out amazing. Like, we did a collaboration with the Hoxton. We did it with Galdem. Like, it was so beautiful. But that trip going there, I remember I had like $30 in my bank account. $30 in my bank account. I, I was like... Uh, I remember my friends, like, put, like, a little, (laughs) they sent a group message, like, girl, someone needs to help old girl get this luggage over, because she needs to take the bottles of Shea to London, and the checks have not came through yet, you know, and it's, like, those are the moments where, like, but when I got to London, some Yahoo article came out, and it was, like, that day, like, in a day, we got $5,000 in sales for the first time, and it was, like, oh my God, I didn't even know we could get $5,000 in sales like that. Like, (laughs) you know, and it was like, you were just a second here and you're here. Right. Right. And you realize as an entrepreneur, how money and like stability can cause like your mental stability too. Right. Like everything's so connected. And so, I think that's why there is this moment. And even when you're talking about like my, like you know, milestones, there's this moment when I think the realization of one abundance is unlimited. Like there's no limit to the level of abundance you can receive. But then also like you are deserving to create something and not struggle. I think sometimes as artists and creatives, like we feel like we need to struggle to reach and it's like I've quote unquote have struggled or have different moments. There's no need for me to struggle. Like I should be able to strategize and do and grow it and scale a business where I don't have to struggle to do it. And I think that's a mindset that's not usually told or given, especially to entrepreneurship because it's like, it's be hard, hard, hard. And it's like, especially as for black women, We have it hard already. Like, we have struggles just because of who we are as Black women building a business. So I hope that we don't have it in our mindset that we need to, like, go through the hard, you know? Like, we can create and continue to strategize around and move in a direction where, like, our business is abundant and growing and scaling and sustainable for yourself and the people that are working under it. It's not just sustainable in the sense of, like, The materials you use, or even how it looks on social. But when I talk about sustainability, it's like people that are working should be able to live off and enjoy also their life too. And for me, that's like how I look at how I grow and scale my business and continuously, like everyone involved, how are we holistically sustained through this if we're putting our time and energy into it?
0: I love that. It just comes full circle, the circle of life, 100%. I love, love, love that. Was there ever a time where you're like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. Have you ever gotten to that point?
1: Oh my, you know what, Okay, maybe not exactly like, yeah, no, honestly, all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's exactly like, I know, I don't think there's ever a point where I'm like, I would quit Hana Hana. Like, I've never got to a point where I'm like, hmm, let me end this. But there's gotten to this point where I'm like, in, especially in, the, in this year and everything, as we're scaling and growing, and as I see the possibilities, I'm like, what, like how long, not how long, but how do I want to continue to grow with Hana Hana? Do you know what I mean? Like I really think about more so future when I'm having the stressors of now, cause I think I'm okay. I'm like really settled in understanding that maybe these next couple of years, maybe the first five years, maybe even the first seven years of Hana Hana, the amount of involvement and time and energy that it has to take away from me. But I'm more so like as someone as also very much present, but also thinks in the future too. I know what I want and my desires of growth and like family and love and all that. And I'm just like, okay, how do I grow with this brand as much as I want it to grow and exceed? Like, how do I look with this brand? How does it look for me to be a CEO? How does it look for me to be a founder? What does it mean if I'm a creative director? Like all these different things. I think that's more so there are these moments where I'm like, whoo, you know? I think there's definitely been moments, not exactly of like, do I wanna do this? But that have been so hard in the sense of like having to balance you know, I, we have this HQ, but the HQ is also part of my home, too. So, like, there's, like, what does it look like to balance and grow with a space that you work, you live, you have people coming in and out, like, and I'm just like, oh, girl, can you really be doing this? Like, can we shut this off for a week? Like, can we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah that's so, so real. Yeah, so that, that happens a lot. But I, I truly believe that, like, my purpose is about like spreading like education through experiences. And one of those experiences is through body and skincare and like wellness in that way. Um, And I feel like that it's continues to show and how I can do that from teaching, from being a therapist and with Hana Hana. And I think Hana Hana is the way that can continue to grow and exceed. And I continue to see it as something that I will grow with. And I don't really see quitting it. Uh, which is exciting, but also kind of scary that I'm like, I think it's the only thing I'm so committed to. I don't, (laughs) I think anything else I'll be like, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but (laughs) I think um, honestly the only thing I can be like, nah, I'm with this ride or die till the end right now, Um, which is, I'm happy that I have that level of commitment, but I'm also hoping that I can have that level of commitment to other people or things or stuff too. So it's like, how do I balance to allow myself to have that level of commitment also, that other thing.
0: That level of commitment with yourself, it sounds like as well. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: And I feel like that's really important. And like you said, like having that moment where you say, am I just the founder? Am I the visionary? Am I the creative? How long-term looking, 10 years in the future, how do I see myself being part of the company? And I think that's very important for all entrepreneurs to think about, like, how involved do you want to be? Because it does get to a point as you grow and scale and expand to where if you're trying to hold all these, you know, wear all of these hats, you're going to burn yourself out. And I think really having a business strategist and really looking at, okay, how do I grow and expand in a way that's sustainable? You know, you yeah. know, sustainability, we're products, but the other part is sustainability when it comes to health and, and yourself, yeah. and your self-care. So that's really beautiful that you're at that that crossroads of, saying, of asking yourself those questions of like, all right, what is sustainable for me?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a process. And I would have, I guess, you know, there's moments where you're just like, wow, I didn't think I would get to this point. And then you do, and you're like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Entrepreneur, I'm telling you like a lot of people feel like oh you know and how did you do it and it's just like entrepreneurship is this just that it's like you are taking it one day at a time one breath at a time and rolling no. with the punches and um the more you have help and support you can plan out but still you never know when a pandemic is gonna come to me who plans for that
1: <laughs> you know no. no one no one plans for it no.
0: right <laughs> So um, kind of now we wanna just have a little fun. We wanna kinda know like a little more about you. So in our do you love what is your favorite? I always like to ask, what has you been your favorite book of the last year? Do you like to read books or listen to audiobooks?
1: Okay, so hmm. I like have I do not know what is going on, but I have been having trouble finishing books like this past couple of years like honestly the past two years I have had trouble finishing books and I've been listening to more audiobooks I like I have literally probably like four different audiobooks that I'm listening to Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) I'm listening to like shoe Dog. I was listening to I recently re-listened well I reread slash listened to the um oh my goodness, what is the book? The Alchemist, because someone had, I read it before, right before I started Hana Hana. And then someone sent it to me and I was like, oh my God, I should just reread it and see how I look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I love The Four Agreements. Um, I always just read that. I make my team read it. I was reading, I haven't finished yet, but I was reading Alex L's um, book that she just put out oh my goodness I'm forgetting the title right now but it was so I was listening to it on tape because she list. she's the person that um actually reads it off and Mm -hmm. so it's so beautiful to hear her talk about like her early beginnings and just like (laughs) I just love hearing her talk about her first job and all these different things and so it's just been great to like listen in that way but I've been having a trouble I feel like I've been having trouble finishing books like I'm still finishing Ghana must go reading it and it's still really good I just haven't had the time to really finish Um, but I definitely am a podcast person I feel like outside of books because I love to take in information and I love learning and like through just listening or like reading so I'm definitely like a podcast person where I'll just I'll do all the NPRs I'll do all like you know there's certain podcasts I'll just listen to on a weekly basis but yeah, I want to get into reading more. I've been buying more books. I just recently bought um what is the Love Oh my goodness. I feel like it has a red cover. Oh, I want to actually right. this. um what love is love or love Sorry? Was it Love Warrior? All about love. All about love. All about, all about love, love. Okay. Yeah, and I just I everyone's been Like, I just had different suggestions to read it and I just never read. So I was like, why not? I should, you know, get it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not in like, I wish I was more of a reader, um, but I'm not at this moment in my life.
0: (laughs) All good. I mean, books, podcasts, I feel like that's all like long form content and it really makes makes you think. Um, What is your favorite color?
1: Okay, my favorite color is blue. Mm-hmm. But I have also multiple favorite colors. But my favorite color is to look at is blue. My And then the blues that are my favorite is the connection between like when you're looking at the water, if it's ocean, open water versus lake, whichever, but open water, the connection of the, the water and the, the sky that mm-hmm. hit, like it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's something that is like so calming for me. Like I walk to the lake all the time in Chicago and just like see that, like to see that hit, I love it. But I, I love blue. I love just like also monochromatic and being able to like follow different color patterns. I love the pattern, like the colors of the sky, like anything that you can see within the sky, like those colors hit me. So I feel like that hits a lot. I'm so indecisive. Um, awesome. <laughs> I love so. that.
0: No, I love that, and I love, love, love gazing at the horizon, the where the ocean, uh, meets yeah. the sky, like that is just. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that, but oh, my favorite time of day is sunrise and sunset. And so when I look at the sunset, it's on the water, where the ocean, yeah. meets the sky, and I'm like, ah, this is everything. <laughs> oh, no, that's so beautiful. And if you could wake up and it is Abena's world. What would that world look like if you could create it?
1: Okay, it would automatically be sunny. Like the sun would be shining when I wake up and it would still be early. Like it would be, I would be well rested, but it's 6.30. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that would be, and the sun would be shining. Um, I feel like if it was Evna's world, the temperature would not go under 57. I didn't say like, it would not go under 57. I'm, the coldest is 57. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the temperature. But also, it wouldn't go above 90, like, either. Okay. Yes. That important. It's my world. So, we're just, I'm just trying to hit the temperatures. Um, also, in this world, access to a real beach. Like, where the water, where you can see that there's no end. Like, I just love to know when there's like nothing at Like, it's miles and miles and not mi- like the whole, the next landmark is another country. Like, I love looking at open water like that. Um, yeah, in my world, other than like, you know, landmarks and environment, honestly, in my world, just black people would just be able to like live life and not have this sense of like fatal anxiety that is so real just because of our blackness. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, that would be my world. That would honestly be the key thing in my world. Like this level of safety for black people globally, like, and just, yeah, like uh, that would be it. The respect and just like for us to be able to live and Mm -hmm. not have to deal with all these this at all um yeah that would be in my world for sure I think those would be the top top things
0: Mm, I love that I love that speaking of safety I know it's been a lot of unrest when especially when it comes to social justice how have you been able to navigate because it is really scary out there how have you been able to maintain your peace with all of the trauma that we were experiencing through um, media.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I don't, it's really interesting. And I don't know how other founders deal with things or other black people, other black women, especially. Um, but like I recently, one of my friends, Akudo, we do this thing at Hana now, it's like wellness Mondays, where we have like a yoga instructor come and, the last class that we had, she taught about joy as a discipline and just being able to find moments of joy. And I like, just, I take that very like strictly <laughs> for myself. Is like, how can I just continue to find moments of joy yeah. daily? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And trying to do that every day. And also like not holding this expectation for me to have to respond but also allowing myself to respond in how what comes up you know because I don't think any of us like know what to do in these places like because I think it with every death with anything with every news with every sheet with it just becomes a realization of how white supremacy works within our world every day and touches things on a daily Mm -hmm. And so like with everything that continues to have, it continues to tell us that like your blackness is a reason for death, according to certain people or harm or unsafety. So to have that as a realization thrown to you every single time, it's like, how do you continue to like live with that reality or like, and I think one of those ways is like how, like bringing joy because it's like, this is a reality. So how can I continue to protect myself and stay safe and stay sane and, stay well, and not just survive, but actually thrive. And I feel like creating moments of joy from meditation, from the people, from everything, like from talking through it, from even just crying and being angry and expressing, like being able to, you know, be myself, like at all moments i think that's the thing is like at the end of the day like i should just be doing what i want to be doing and striving for what i want you know um because anything is possible Mm -hmm. um but yeah
0: (laughs) i love that that is so powerful and i think it's so important that people understand it's okay to feel all those emotions and all those feelings and settle in i deserve joy like joy is my birthright. Like this is not just because I'm born in a different shade of skin, like doesn't mean that my um, opportunity to experience joy and love and abundance is any less than anyone else's. Um, but growing up in a culture where that is the reality, it is hard to break that, that um, feeling and that um, voice inside of your head um, away. And especially when you're experiencing micro. In alignment with that, it can be very tough. But I love that you said, I deserve joy and i deserve abundance and i deserve to have my own company and people around me to love me and support me and love me up so i just love that you know that that is your birthright and that is what you deserve because i think anyone listening sometimes we can feel like you know what maybe i'm not enough maybe i'm not enough because the magazines and the media tells me someone else that doesn't look like me is, is the ideal but at the end of the day we all are enough as we are and it's our uniqueness That makes it all so beautiful. So thank you so much for just your joy, your energy. And girl, this J butter, amber, vanilla, y'all. If y'all are not on YouTube, you got to go look at this. I have been like, it just smells hypnotic. Oh, it just makes me, it just makes me feel so good. Like how... I need you to tell me the story behind this scent because it is the most hypnotic, luscious, loving, nurturing, deep, rich scent I've ever smelled.
1: Okay. So that's so funny. So the scent originally, well, we launched, originally I launched it during mother's day. I think it was in 2018, but originally it was actually supposed to be a sandalwood, but, and I, when I was making it, I realized that I was allergic to sandalwood. And so I started breaking out. So Amber was like the next scent that I was like, well, what's the closest thing to sandalwood? Because I was upset and I was hurt. Like I was using the shea, like I was breaking out and I was still using it. I was like, there's no way I'm breaking out to shea. There's no way. And then I realized I was allergic to sandalwood. So then Amber came and so we launched it for Mother's Day um, in 2018 and it was just supposed to be a Mother's Day scent. And then everyone's like, but you need to bring it back. And I was like, oh, you guys actually like it. And then it became a staple. So yeah, yeah, that's how. And I, I mean, honestly, I love amber vanilla. It makes me feel very like, <laughs> like, you know, just like good. It feels good. Yeah, it it's so
0: sexy. It's so sexy and luxurious at the same time. And the vanilla, the warmth of the vanilla and the amber, it also makes you feel. It makes me feel like royalty. It's a very yes. Royal thing, right.
1: Yes. Yes. So, yes.
0: Thank you so much for taking this time with us. I know people are going to want to get some Hana Hana Beauty. They're going to want to smell like royalty. So, can you tell people where they can find you so they can get loved up a little more?
1: Of course, so for products and things, you can definitely find us at www.hanahanabeauty.com. On the website, on the Instagram, it's underscore beauty And if you wanna follow me, I'm at Beanie Wama. so B-E-A-N-I-E Buama, B-O-A-M-H. Um, and yeah, the same on Twitter. So, but definitely check out the website, learn more about the process, Hannah Circle of Care, we sourced from and what we're doing IHQ.
0: I love that. And I did want to get into like, you know, just where you source your products and you because you're really passionate about giving back and nurturing um, Ghana. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Of course, of course. So we at Hanahana, we our commitment is how do we create sustainability from producers all the way to our consumers? And with that is with our Hanahana Circle of Care, which is our like our social impact initiative and creating benefits for any producer that we work with. And so one of the things we started is that one, we pay two times the asking price of Shea. So anytime we're purchasing Shea. Whatever the price is, we double it. Um, and then we also are focused on access when it comes to healthcare. So we do buy annual health care days, health education monthly for the producers we work with, and we're continuously building on how we can create sustainable ways and access for the producers we work with, but also our community in general. So, you know, now that I'm kind of back in the States again, more stable than me, for um, we're looking at ways that, like, how do we continue to create access to wellness and healthcare within our community? So we're excited to be bringing back the Chill Series and different ways of connecting with everyone and just sharing our platform um, and just connecting people. So that's that's kind of how we move at Panama. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Abena. You are
0: again just melting my heart with your love and everything that you are. Thank you so much for spending time with us here at Get Loved Up. I know I cannot wait to see you in person. I know oh, yeah. the collabs in our future because I am obsessed with you and your product. So thank you so much.
1: Yes, I can't wait to be in L.A. soon. So
0: yes. And you all, thank you so much for joining us at Get Loved Up Podcast. If you haven't already, please leave a review. Find us on social and let us know your biggest takeaways from the podcast. Was it hearing about her spiritual connection? Was it hearing about how she takes care of herself, her daily ritual? Or were you inspired by her entrepreneurship? Let us know your biggest takeaways. Um, leave a review. And once you've left the review, take a screenshot and email me, Koya at KoyaWeb.com. And I got a little gift for you. Again, thank you so much for being a loyal listener. Until next time, love yourself. Love yourself love others, and love the world one day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace
2: and love. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being part of the Get Loved Up community. I like to share topics and people making a positive impact in the world, and your feedback means the world to me. If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you want to hear more of on the show. I'm here for you, and together we're making the world a better place. One day at a time, one show at a time. Thank you for listening.